The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact and Curtin McConkie. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. Today's guests are Blair Blackwell of Chevron and Charles Best, the CEO and founder of DonorsChoose.org. Uh, Blair and Charles, we are thrilled to have you both on the show. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Thank Dan. you. Great to be here. Well, it is, it's a great opportunity to talk about uh, the Fuel Your School program at Chevron, but before we do that, I just want to call attention uh, to your innovation as a social entrepreneur, uh, Charles, because you created what may well be the first and oldest crowdfunding site on the planet. Uh, of course, you created it before before there was such a thing as crowdfunding, right? Nobody used that word for probably eight or nine years uh, after you created uh, Donors Choose. But why don't you give us just a little bit of the, the quick founder story? Oh, Devin, I really appreciate it. And very kind of you to uh, uh, point out that indeed DonorsChoose.org began years and years before crowdfunding was a word. In fact, at the time we launched, uh, people would compare us to a philanthropic eBay because that was kind of the one point of comparison that they had. Uh, in any case, I was a history teacher at a public high school in the Bronx. And during my first year of teaching, my colleagues and I would spend a lot of our own money on copy paper and pencils. And I just figured there were people out there who would want to help teachers like us if they could see exactly where their money was going. Because we had ideas ranging from a science experiment we wanted to do to uh, the life cycle of the butterfly for which we needed butterfly cocoons to a field trip we wanted to take our students on. And I just figured that people would love to support projects like these if they could really see where their money was going and hear from the students and teacher they chose to have. It's, it's interesting that you are tapping into all of the motivations and the technology that we now deploy in, in, across hundreds, maybe thousands of crowdfunding sites, uh, but you are doing it so early and, and tapping into something that, that today in 2015 is, is uh, almost cliche in its importance, but this concept of transparency, you saw this coming way before the rest of the marketplace, that people like to be able to see not only that they're giving money for good in some vague sense, but they want to know they're funding a field trip to the zoo for kids that otherwise wouldn't get to go. That, that's right, and, and again, you're, you're kind to, to describe it that way because I, it wasn't so much uh, any kind of foresight. It was really just kind of a gut instinct that we teachers had great ideas for the materials that our students most needed and the activities that would get them excited about learning. And then just a, a kind of another gut instinct that the web would enable people with only $1 to spare or $10 to spare to get the kind of choice and transparency and vivid feedback that might have been reserved for millionaire benefactors up until that point. It just kind of made sense that we could enable even small donors to be true philanthropists. It, it, it is interesting to me that uh, that, that this developed. Uh, that, that 
I think most of the people that created early crowdfunding sites uh, in the early 2000s were not aware of one another. The, 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 your, your, your respective uh, places in the economy were small enough that entrepreneurs were coming up with these ideas uh, uh, kind of independently uh, and oftentimes people think of Kickstarter as being the first crowdfunding site and that was uh, I think eight years after you created uh, Donors Choose and there were a, a number of crowdfunding sites before, before uh, Kickstarter was started. And they still don't like that term, by the way. They don't like crowdfunding as a name for what they do. You, now, you, you, know, you know your field uh, by, by being aware of that. And yet, to your point about entrepreneurs kind of coming up with these ideas on their own, I, I do think that uh, Perry Chen, the co-founder of Kickstarter, was maybe only in, in even 2001 or 2002 identifying the need. And I don't think he was aware that Donors Choose had already launched by that time. So you're right that it was kind of a number of people coming to this conclusion independently. Yeah. Now, Blair, you saw essentially the same problem, and you have a different leverage point for addressing this problem of teachers having underfunded classrooms. So tell us about Fuel Your School. So Fuel Your School is really, you'd mentioned innovation earlier, Devin, and, and I think Fuel Your School is really an innovative collaboration um, between Chevron and Donors Choose that helps bring critical resources to students and to teachers. So teachers during the fall, right at the start of their school year, have the opportunity to go on and post classroom projects up on the Donors Choose platform. And then during the month of October, at participating Chevron and Texaco stations, Chevron will give $1 for every, um, every time someone goes in and fills up um, past eight gallons of fuel will give one dollar to fund those classroom projects. So it's something that I think it's a really extraordinary example of cause marketing um, and where it's, it's great for the teachers um, and we go out and we have the opportunity to see just how important and, and how much impact teachers can have with that little bit of funding. Um, it's something that our retailers love. They're out there in the community. This is a great opportunity for them to give back. Um, and I think it's also something that we see our customers love as well. So it's really, it shows, and I think one of the really exciting things about Donors Choose as well is that it's, you know, it shows that individuals, companies, organizations can all come together. Because if we're looking at what kind of resources our teachers and our students need and supporting education across this country, it's got to be everyone coming together, um, working together on, on solving some of these big challenges. Uh, and Donors Choose provides a fantastic opportunity um, for us to do that. Well, let's walk through some of the mechanics. Blair, I want to start with your side. I want to be clear. So I think it's as simple as this. When, when someone, a customer, a Chevron customer, fuels up at a participating Chevron or Texaco station and buys more than $8, eight gallons of gas, then I, I'm old. I remember when gallons and dollars were the same. But uh, when you buy eight gallons of gas, then a dollar goes to donors choose. Is that right? Is that That's kind of exactly how it works right. on your side? Yes, exactly. So then Blair, excuse me, Blair, let, let's, let's ask uh, Charles how this works on his side. So you've got maybe $8.8 .8 million this year. I think that's the cap. You've got a lot of money coming to donors choose. How does it get allocated to student projects? 
So there are 21 different communities, 21 different parts of the country where this incredible program where Fuel Your School is underway. And we really focused on STEM projects, science, math, technology, engineering projects, because I know that Chevron is really uh, committed to developing the engineers of the future. Um, but I think we all recognize that all forms of education are necessary to build a real foundation for STEM. So, so projects of all sorts are eligible. And what's most important is that the consumer knows that when they fill up and they unlock a dollar for a classroom project, that dollar is going to stay in their community. So everyone in Oakland who might be filling up is generating support from local classrooms. And I think that's really, this really represents a next generation uh, cause experience for the consumer because usually consumers are asked to kind of just trust that um, a, a, an amount of money is being donated to a large national cause. And this is very different. This is something where the consumer knows that uh, a, a portion of their purchase is helping a nearby teacher and nearby students, and they're even able to track how each of those dollars was applied. They can see the specific classroom projects brought to life by Chevron in their community as part of the Fuel Your School program. This is really kind of exciting. And so now the, the program ran for the month of October, so the teachers should be getting the money soon, right? How does this, what's the timing on actually getting the money into the classrooms? Yeah, so when a teacher is notified that their project has been fully funded, first, uh, they are probably celebrating and high-fiving their colleagues and, and sharing the incredible news with their students. Uh, and then we make sure that the specific materials they've requested are just as urgently needed as when the teacher created that project. 99.9% .9 of the time, the teacher says, oh, absolutely, yes. And then we purchase the resources and have them delivered to the classroom. We do not pass through cash to the teacher, which is distinct, actually, from most other uh, uh, what you might call crowdfunding platforms. Right. So we are, we are purchasing the microscopes and having them delivered to Mrs. Smith's classroom. We are purchasing the butterfly cocoons uh, and having them delivered the pedometers for students to see how physics is part of their life as they walk across a bridge. We, we get, it, it's a privilege because we, we get to purchase these resources and have them delivered. And that happens uh, really within just a week or two of the project being funded. So those materials uh, are arriving in classrooms as we speak. Oh, fantastic. Well, this is, this is exciting. Blair, uh, why did Chevron pick education as an issue point? So Chevron's been investing in education for actually well over a century now. Um, and it really comes from the fact that at the end of the day, we see just how important education and in particular STEM skills, having a technological, um, technically literate workforce is incredibly important for us. But it, this, our investment in education is really not all about just trying to get future Chevron engineers into our pipeline. It really recognizes that education and, and STEM education in particular is absolutely vital to our communities. And, and we see, and I think many of us know, you know, the numbers in terms of job growth around the STEM skills, um, and also that our students today really have got to be STEM literate um, to be effective citizens. Um, and so it's an investment in communities in areas that we have operations. Education is a vital backbone in that, um, and strong communities are better places to do business.
Well, that's fantastic. I think that's a, a, a great response, and certainly we appreciate the, the good work that you're doing. I want to shift gears just a little bit and, and ask you both. Let, let's try to be very brief and succinct because I want to give both of you a chance to answer three questions here before we wrap up. But first, uh, let's start, Blair, with you. Uh, who do you look up to and why? Um, so I would say I've long been a fan of Anne-Marie Slaughter. Um, and I'm actually just in the midst of reading her book, Unfinished Business, um, looking at you know how we better empower women, the importance of bringing men into that equation. Um, and I really admire her because I feel like over the last couple of years, she's been very open and honest about some of the challenges she's faced um, as a policymaker and as a, as, as a strong woman. Um, and I think that that's actually connects in with some of what we're trying to do as we engage young girls in STEM. Um, it's that learning from our challenges, um, and this is, you know, this is where having opportunities for students to get hands-on and, and, and practice um, problems and, and learn to fail um, and be open about some of those challenges is so important. Um, and, I, and I think Anne-Marie um, and women like her who have been very open about some of those challenges are really um, helping to create a conversation that's absolutely vital um, as we look to ensuring ultimately that um, women have, op have better opportunities in the workforce and that we create a really diverse workforce as well. That's, that's great. Now, uh, Charles, how about you? Who do you look up to and why? I still look up to Mr. Buxton, who was my English teacher and my wrestling coach in high school. And I looked up to him so much that I figured if anybody ever looked up to me the way that I looked up to him, I would have done my share in this life. And that is what made me want to be a teacher. And being a teacher is what gave me the idea for DonorsChoose.org. Oh, that's great. Now, Blair, back to you. Why do you do what you do? I mean, you've devoted your career here to, to advancing education from a corporation. Why do that? You know, I was that science math girl all through high school who then went on and got lost when I went off to college. And I think a lot of that was because I didn't have role models and mentors and because I didn't really understand how to take what I was learning in the classroom and connect it into a career. Um, and so I think that's one of the, the areas, again, where donors choose and so many of the other projects that Chevron is supporting across education. It's all about getting students really early on to have those hands-on experiences, to be able to connect what they're learning in the classroom to the real world, and then ultimately on to careers. Terrific. What about you, Charles? Why do this? Well, we get to be a, a platform for our country's hardest working teachers to tell the world about their very best ideas for what their students need and what will get them excited about learning. And just being the, the vehicle and, and the channel for that passion and that innovative spirit just feels like a privilege every day. And you look at the projects on our site and you know why you come to work here. Oh, that's great, Charles. That is inspiring. Now, one last question I want to ask each of you for an impact hack, something that you do that we can copy that would allow us to do more good in the world. Blair, you first. Well, it's all about partnership, and I think we've been talking about a really incredible partnership today. Um, and with that, it's having strong communication, really making connections, um, and then fostering collaboration. And that's something that we do with all of our education partners. It's something that we do really well with Donors Choose. 
Toner's Choose has this incredible network out to teachers. And so we've been also talking with them about, you know, how do we use that network and maybe connect them with some of the other programs that we're supporting in education so that, you know, not everyone's reinventing the wheel so that we can be most efficient as we look to have the greatest amount of impact. Um, and so I think, you know, those three kind of C's of a really strong partnership um, is, is absolutely important when you're talking about impact. I think that's a great, great tip. I, I, one of the things I hear most often, partnership and collaboration, but I think I hear that a lot because it is so powerfully true. Charles, what about you? Well, uh, Blair was referring to our, our teacher network, and, and I think that our biggest impact hack, as you put it, uh, is tapping the wisdom of the front lines. We, our, our organization is premised on the idea that our country's hardest working teachers know their kids better than anybody else in the school system because they have a special frontline expertise and innovative potential. And if we can tap into that frontline expertise, we will unleash better targeted, more imaginative micro solutions than what we might have come up with at the district central office or in the ivory tower. Uh, and so I think really any, any idea that draws its, its solutions from the front lines is, is an approach that will be especially effective. Oh, I, I, I hear that. I hear that. I, I, I've seen that in my own career, both from the times when I haven't done that and the power of doing it right. And uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I, I thank you for sharing that great impact hack. Listen, I, I want to give both of you a quick opportunity to just tell us how people can learn more about what you're doing. Uh, Blair, uh, Fuel Your School, how do people learn more? Well, you can go to um, www.fuelyourschool.com, get the information there. And also in terms of um, all the things that Chevron is doing in support of education, chevron.com backslash, backslash education um, is a great way to learn about all of the, the things that we're supporting. Fantastic. And Charles, how do people learn more about Donors Choose? DonorsChoose.org, but I, I really do hope that they will check out Fuel Your School because it is itself uh, an avenue into uh, the impact that anybody can have in classrooms in their own communities. Fantastic. Listen, I, again, I want to thank both of you for taking the time to be on the show today. It's just a joy to have you, and we wish you every success in your efforts to educate America's kids. Thank you, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Regardless of company size or business challenge, clients count on Curtin McConkie to solve problems, help realize opportunities, and provide high-caliber legal and business thinking without breaking their legal budgets. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show 
to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.